Blog Talk Radio. have this movement like I tell people 
you have this movement going on in the world today where there is so much social engineering and manipula- manipulation behind the scenes, and it's hard to see people who to trust. You know what I'm saying? Through politicians, politician operatives, all kind of things, news, uh, media, so many things because everybody is headed down the road of agenda. And I remember... You know, y'all know I got a Christian background, but I remember in the last, the Bible says that in the last days, you know, that uh, the spirit of the Antichrist would be in the world before he even shows up. You have to look that up. And I really feel that we are in, the way we're moving has has a human race, you know, it's almost like, can we sustain ourselves? It's just crazy. So, you know, keep in prayer, because I feel like we're just in, (laughs) <laughs> We're in a mess And you know somebody like me Who is a intuitive And uh, Kind of a, Let's see you know uh, uh, Empath I feel all these energies coming at me And it sometimes it's crazy You know so And people will think you crazy Because you will say things that You know that maybe everybody else Disagrees with or everybody else Is going uh, going one way Let me tell you the more and more you move in the world and the more and more that you are aware of the energies that surround the world, you're going to seem like an outsider. But trust me, things, I mean, stuff shows up and comes to pass. What, what you say, I talked about this during COVID a couple of years ago. I remember telling you all there would be more diseases after COVID come down the pack, you know, because that's the way of the world, you know. So uh, more viruses and things like that. Uh, that we were just probably beginning, and we got this monkeypox. We got all kind of stuff. So you know, just y'all stay prayed up. That's y'all is the word, okay? <laughs> stay prayed up and keep your third eye open, your spiritual eye open, because it's all kind of mess and deception out in these streets. All right, all right. So I'm gonna go on break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about Brittany Griner. I'm gonna get into some of the hot topics of the news of the week. It's gonna be a quick show tonight. But it's going to be a good show, okay? So, uh, you guys, let's start off with, I love this one, by Brownstone. If you love me, it's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta of Late Night. Be back in a moment.
for the very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news. Tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. All right, what's up, y'all? We are back on the Carlotta Chatwood Show. I'm doing this. I'm trying to do a short show tonight, and we're going to talk about some of the hot topics out here in these streets. Let's start off with talking about Brittany Griner, okay? Brittany Griner today, sis, got sentenced to was it nine and a half years in the Pope in the jail, okay? Uh, this is according to abcnews.com. It says Brittany Griner found guilty in Russian drug trial, sentenced to nine years in prison. Uh, WNBA NBA star Brittany Griner, who has been detained in Russia for over five months, was found guilty of drug charges in Moscow area court Thursday. She was then sentenced to nine years in prison. <clears throat> Excuse me. The judge found that Griner had criminal intent and said she was guilty of smuggling and storing illegal drugs. Griner, a 31-year-old Houston native who plays professional basketball for Phoenix Mercury, was detained on February 17th at Shuramati Evo International Airport, I don't know if I'm saying that right, in Kimiki, has she returned to Russia to play during the WNBA's offseason after she was accused of having vape cartridges containing hash, hashes oil, which is illegal in the country. The two-time Olympic gold medalist who appeared in court Thursday for the final hearing in her trial was facing up to 10 years in prison, although nine and a half was the maximum sentence with the time served. Griner has a right to appeal. Griner's attorneys, Marina Blagovlina and Alex Boyko, told reporters outside the courthouse in Moscow on Thursday that they plan to file an appeal. She's very upset, very upset, very stressed, Blagovlina said of Griner. She can hardly talk. Honestly, it's so difficult time for her. Uh, U.S. President Joe Biden slammed Russia in a statement on Thursday morning following Griner's sentence and called on Russia to release her immediately. <clears throat> now, what did that do? They like, okay. Today, uh, American citizen Brittany Guyton received a prison sentence that is one more reminder of what the world already knew. Russia is wrongful, wrongfully detaining Brittany. Biden said, costs for free grinding escalated during escalated following the release of U.S. Marine veteran Trevor Reed in April, who was freed from a Russian prison, has a part of a prisoner exchange. Former Marine Paul Wellen also. Uh, been detained in Russia since 2019. It's unacceptable, acceptable, and I call on Russia to release her immediately so she can be free with her wife, loved ones, friends, and teammates, Biden wrote in the statement. My administration will continue to work tirelessly and pursue every possible avenue to bring Brittany and Paul Willem home safely as soon as possible. say this. This is such a hard case because even if they've negotiated, this time they're talking about negotiating with an arms dealer to give them an arms dealer, which is a really, I mean, here's the first thing. It's horrible that she has to spend nine and a half years, but it is also Russian law. It's also Russia. And, oh, my God, it's just why it is hideous and nobody wants to be in that situation. She had apparently played there before. She knew the laws. Um, and I've been really quiet about this because, you know, the core of me, you know, I say, I'm principled. I'm a Virgo moon. You know what I'm saying? I get it. But I understand people can people can fuck up. I fuck up. You know, everybody fucks up. And so it, it's just that my 
my personal opinion is this. This is what I really think. I was like, what made her think she had been playing over there so long, she understood the law and stuff like that. I don't understand what made her think she could get away with that. So part of me thinks that that was something she had done before and probably got away with it. And this time not understanding the time and the things that were going on around her. And that's why I say people, black people, be aware when you're going into these countries, especially if they're hostile towards America, okay? Be very aware of laws, customs, what's going on in the world. Because had she understood that there was a war breaking out and the United States was talking shit to Russia and Russia was talking shit back, she would not probably be in this position right now to be a political pawn. And it's unfortunate because it's so hard when you're a political pawn because when you negotiate with them with some wild shit, it's going to be lopsided, and they're going to get Brittany, even though Brittany hardly did anything, they're going to get her for a, a, a guy who is probably a huge criminal, international criminal. And it's almost like negotiating with bad people because once you start that precedence, then other countries that are hostile towards the United States could start possibly setting up other people who are going there uh, to visit or, or for for any other types of things. It could be... And they could, this thing could go on and on, trying to negotiate other people in the international community, um, and especially celebrities. I almost kind of almost feel bad because I feel like the celebrities kind of it was such it was made such a big deal of it. It almost is like dang, it's almost like they grasped it and they ran away with it <clears throat> over in Russia. But you have to be careful because. Now this could set precedence for other things, for other people to set hold somebody prisoner, another country that's hostile towards America, holding a prisoner from America over there uh, for a little bit of nothing and uh, wanting <clears throat> a big criminal out for one uh, one person. So we have to be really careful at going into these hostile, knowing which countries are hostile towards America, understanding the world, the world stage, and everything, black people, is so detrimental because Britney was not aware, okay? And let me just say this. Sometimes in life, now this isn't all the time, sometimes bad things happen to people all the time and it's unexplainable in the world. We don't know why, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes, you know, life, There's a moment you get, like I was talking to my friend a few um, a few months ago, and I told this particular person who was in jail, and I said to them, I said, now you know why you got snatched up. It wasn't this crime that you accused of. You got snatched up for other reasons. And they was like, yeah. And I was like, if God didn't arrest you, what else you would have done? If God didn't get you out, it, sometimes what looks like it's horrible, what looks like it's bad, could actually be working out for your good. And I don't know what type of person Brittany is. I don't know what's going on in her life and everything. But maybe I hate to say this because and, and, I'm not in that situation. Nobody knows how they would act in that situation. But I pray that she gets peace right now and whatever in her life she begins to huh, just begin to, <coughs> excuse me, get a serious energy about how, why she's there how come this experience came to her? Because when we in trouble, we got to see that. Excuse me, y'all, but for coughing. But when we in trouble, 
we got to see why experiences come to us. When we just, when even no, no matter what, but usually it's trouble that causes us to be open and awake. So what I would pray for her is more than anything than the international community and everybody coming saying free Britney, I pray that she gets the understanding and the reasoning, even if it doesn't make any sense. But usually in our lives, something like that is talking to us. And I pray that she understands, she gets, she understands so it can be, so that the spiritual lesson or whatever the lesson is attached to all this can be learned and she can be moved. Because often it's really things going on in the spirit realm. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes when we need to be released out of something, released in trouble, when we get in trouble or stuff in our lives, sometimes it's things in the spiritual realm that where God is speaking to us, God allows certain situations and experiences to come to us so that we can have a revelation of something in our own lives. And, you know, I'm learning this about my life. Sometimes I have, you know, I'll be like, dang, why that happened? I got to get a revelation about why that experience came to me and what am I supposed to learn from it. And I hope that she is getting something out of this. But, she, you know, it's going to be tough. She is, she's created a very tough situation. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't know if I was the president and what I'd negotiate for an orange dealer for her because she went in it. She kind of knew things, even though I hate that. So I'm not sure. It's just so horrible all the way around, and I don't think she deserves that. But I think more than anything, people praying for her, that's where the power is, praying for her and praying that she gets to understand it why that experience comes to you and that's for all of us you know what i'm saying there's a there's a great story <clears throat> y'all know what i'm about to tell y'all one of my bible stories i ain't told y'all one of okay one of my favorite bible stories is about is it joseph i think it's joseph in the coat is it joseph i think that's it where he had the coat let me look it up real quick but um about the brother sold him into slavery joseph and oh, let me look it up so make sure i got the right name <laughs> Joseph in the coat of many colors. Like Joseph was um, in the in the uh, the story in the Bible is that Joseph was the favorite of all his of, of his father's sons, and that um, okay, and his father gave him he had at least twelve siblings. His father gave him a coat and everything, and the other siblings were jealous of him. Joseph knew he was his father's favorite, and there's this story. I'm just I'm shortening the story, okay? But there he he has a dream one night, and he he were in this dream. He has a dream that he would rule over his brothers. He had a couple of dreams, and he told his brothers that dream. Ooh, that, that let me tell you something. That's why you don't tell everybody your dream. This is so many. It's so many lessons in this Bible story, but you can't tell everybody your dream because people will be jealous of you. But his brothers begin to resent him, and uh, they started cooking up a plot to betray him. And they said, um, and let me let me just. I'm reading from this. Uh, I'm going to read this story because I found it on BibleStudyTools.com. I'm going to read this part, but it says. Uh, according to Genesis, his brothers then contrived against 
against him and would have killed him if his eldest brother Reuben had not intervened. As an alternative, he convinced them to throw Joseph into a pit and secretly intended to rescue him later. However, while Reuben was away, the others decided to sell him to a group of Ishmaelite traders. When the traveling Ishmaelites appeared, the brother pulled Joseph up and sold him to the merchants for 20 pieces of silver. The brothers then soaked Joseph's coat in goat blood and presented it to their father, declaring that Joseph had been killed by wild beasts, okay? Uh, now, Joseph then goes on a journey of being uh, in, he's been, uh, being sold into slavery, uh, but everywhere that Joseph, this is a powerful thing about this story, every time that Joseph, every place that he went, he he exceeded expectations. He would end up being being top person, and he had a gift to interpret dreams and stuff like that. So Joseph would stay into slavery a, a long time, even getting thrown into jail unfairly because of a man's wife and all this stuff. You got to read the story, but it was so many unfair things that went on with Joseph. But there is this, you know, I think. Uh, there's this part. I'm going to try to see if I can find this part. Uh, um, but Joseph, in, in, in the end, he ended up being head of, like, big, a big head of, uh, after interpreting a dream for uh, a king or something, he ends up being head of, one. I guess, this king's uh, thing. And I can't remember the story, but he, during the time there's a famine, and his brothers don't unknowingly come to this place to try to get help for famine. And the person that helped them, uh, that ends up helping them is Joseph. And, oh, God, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I'm trying to, uh, let me look. I'm going to try to look it up for you guys. I don't, I don't have to hold it. But I think it's important because I'm getting to a point. Um Okay, this is from ministry to children uh, dot com, but it says um, I'm trying to find this part. If I can find it, so you guys can get it, because uh, I want to make sure I say it the right way. So uh, I don't want that one. Uh, Okay. Okay, again, Joseph, I'm trying to find this. Uh, Joseph saw in his brothers evidence that God had worked in their hearts to bring repentance. This is Genesis 45. He could no longer, and this is according from, this is from missionbibleclass.org. He could no longer go on with the charade. He revealed himself with much weeping. When Joseph revealed who he was, his brothers must have been terrified. The one they had sold into slavery now had the power of life and death over them. Did Joseph hold a grudge? Would he pay him back? Human nature would have prodded Joseph to get even with his brothers, but his attitude was one of godly humility. He said, but God sent me ahead of you to preserve ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your life by a great deliverance. So then it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household and ruler of Egypt. Okay, so um, listen, 
Joseph understood that he went through all that because he ended up becoming the next. He could, he was next to the ruler in Egypt, and that that would allow his family to not starve during a famine. And so, and it also was a fulfillment of the dream he had. But Joseph had to be thrown into the pit. He had to go through all kind of mess, being accused of uh, trying to take him uh, sleep with a man's wife. He had all kind of. Uh, shenanigans happened to him But in the midst of it Joseph started to understand Why that experience had come to him Because there was a reason That that experience come to him, came to him There was a couple of mistakes Early on Joseph made By telling his brothers his dream But that would lead him On the journey that he needed to mature And to become um, th- This great uh, person in the, in the Bible Whose, uh, whose story is told and uh, over and over again. So when I look at people like Brittany Griner and stuff like that, I'm like, why is that experience coming to her? And so for you today, this is your it's a word. This is another it's a word, okay? For you guys today, if you're going through something and it seems kind of harsh and it seems like you're like, Lord, I don't understand what's going on. Why has this experience come to me? What am I going through? It seems like it's tough right now. Well, trust me. Listen, God has a plan for you because you know we may you may not you may can't see it right now, but you're in the pit today. But tomorrow, you may be over Pharaoh's household, right? So, so uh, understand that the pit is taking you somewhere. And I hope Brittany Griner understands that for herself because to me that's the big lesson. When I see stuff like that happen to somebody. When they make the when I heard her story, when I heard like all the little entry and, and, and a little a little bit she put her kind of put herself there a little bit. So when you hear that story, I'm like, what? Because sometimes we have to we we have to see why is this experience here, and sometimes it's not the thing that unlocks. Your destiny or unlocks your the prison doors for you or unlocks trouble for you sometimes is understanding why you're experiencing a thing. And I believe that every place, the one thing that was powerful about Joseph that I remember in the Bible, every place he went, he succeeded. Even when he was in the jails or whatever, they were, and when they had forgot, I mean, he got thrown into one jail afterwards, you know, after being head of a head again, then he gets thrown in jail and accused of something he didn't do again during his time in slavery. And he and he thought everything, and people had almost forgot about him. He even helped, a, a, I think, a person in jail to interpret their dream. And so this that person had gotten out of jail way ahead of time in the Bible. He had gotten out of here, and he thought the baker, I think it was a baker, he, think, he thought they had forgot about him. But what he didn't know is that uh, Baker knew Pharaoh, and Pharaoh needed a dream interpreted. And the dream was about famine. (laughs) And he said, hey, I remember a guy that I shared a cell with, and he could interpret dreams. And so that that is how he he moved. But every place that Joseph went, uh, he got... He got some sort of he he even though he was in the pit, he in he he was always humble and not embracing of the I don't know if you could say embracing of the situation, but an understanding of the situation that 
and why he was there, trying to uh, understand why the experience had come to him. And I pray for her tonight. I pray that she understands more than anything because I think that's what I like. Not celebrities or, or Joe Biden or anything like that, or people yelling free Britney. That helps. But more than anything, it's the spiritual. I hope that she understands why that experience has come to her because that's the key to unlocking the door. You know what I'm saying? And maybe you tonight where, who are listening to the sound of my voice, I wasn't planning on going into none of this, but... <laughs> But for those of you who are listening to my voice tonight, maybe you're trying to understand. You're like, I'm going through some real shit, and I don't understand what the hell is happening. Understanding why that experience is coming to you. Why? And understanding it, getting it, and 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 doing doing what needs to be done in the experience. For Joseph, my belief for Joseph in the Bible, he had to have that experience because he needed to mature. He was also, he was his father's favorite. He was uh people embraced him and loved on him, doted on him, almost to the point where he was kind of spoiled, you know what I'm saying? So Joseph needed to grow up. He needed to prepare for the position to one day be second in line to Pharaoh. And that position the way he got to that position was through the pit. Oh, man, that's deep. I could preach right there. <laughs> All right, you guys. So that's what I'll say to you guys tonight, and I just thought about that. I mean, I don't know if it's just even about Brittany Griner, but just period. It's just I wouldn't even explain, plan on saying that, but maybe somebody needs to hear that. But for Brittany Griner, it's a difficult situation, and I just, you know, it's one that I don't envy politicians having to make these decisions at all because it's so sad because in some senses, you know, you can, I just, that it's a lesson for all of us to be aware of the world and what's going on in it and how we move in the world, okay? Because not everybody like Americans, right? So how as we, you know, have, as you go out of country and stuff like that, being aware of, of the, that country's laws, and uh, like my grandma used to always t- tell me, uh, when you in a man's house, respect it, <laughs> right? So, you know, we have to learn how to respect other people's houses, and that still can get us in trouble. But we always have to we have to have wisdom about what's going on in the world and the world around us. Okay, so that's what the, I got out of Brittany Griner's story. I hope that she gets out. It's very sad and tragic because, you know, it's in the midst of an international. Um, crazy situation so um yeah so prayers for her okay um dick cheney out in these streets now i'm scared of dick cheney i ain't gonna lie to (laughs) y'all the one politician in this world i feel is the most gangster of the gangsters is dick old dick cheney But Dick Cheney tortures Trump and says he's a coward. Now, when I heard Dick Cheney talking shit about Donald Trump, I was like, this is strange. The gangster of all gangsters is talking about Donald Trump, the man that made, the man that had, that shot a man, and the man who got shot came back and apologized to him. He's great. I mean, you know, you know Dick Cheney gangster, okay? But this is according to Yahoo.com. It says in a new campaign for his ad for his daughter, Representative Liz Cheney, former Vice President Dick Cheney does not miss words about former President Donald Trump, calling him a coward and a threat to our republic. 
Now, the nerve, I said, a threat to our republic, the nerve. Remember when Dick Cheney, remember when they eat crazy war? You know, because neocons thirst for war, in my opinion. And Dick Cheney was the leader of that shit. You know, remember, remember uh, the uh, war, uh, um, the how we got to Afghanistan, all the mess, and Dick Cheney, went, and it was based on falsities. And I remember when he said, when they asked him on an HBO special, said, how do you feel? I think it was the HBO special. I can't remember what it was, but they asked him, how, well, you know, how do you feel that most of the American people don't like this war and they feel like it's, uh, you know, not right and everything? This is how he answered. So. <laughs> I never see no shit like that. No politician would do that. That dude said so cold as fuck. I said, oh, he's scary. He's scary as a motherfucker. I was like, this is this is this is the gangster, okay? But he said, uh, and you know, and they did all kind of shit under the Bush administration and Dick Cheney. With all due respect, sir, they did all kind of crazy shenanigans and shit, okay? Some of the one of the worst administrations ever, <laughs> okay? For for wild shit, okay? So, uh, but it says, in our nation's 246 history, there has never been an individual who is a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. Dick Cheney, you are hilarious. Cheney wearing a cowboy hat and looking directly into the camera says in the ad, he tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters had rejected him. He's a coward. A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters. Posing Wyoming show Liz Cheney trailing attorney Harriet Hagman in the GOP primary race to decide which Republican will be nominated in the general election in the deep red state. <clears throat> Cheney, who is running for the first fourth term in office, see her time is up. She shouldn't even get a four terms. That's too many. I always think they have, should have term limits in office anyway. It's time, you know, for her to go anyway. But this is the office of uh, chairwoman of January 6th Select Committee investigating Trump's role in the riot at the U.S. Capitol, stemming from former president's effort to overturn his loss to Joe Biden in the 2020 election. Now, I, it cracks me up. That Dick Cheney is talking shit about somebody being a threat to democracy. Do we remember the shit that Dick Cheney was accused and George W. Bush's administration? And people often said the puppet master was, behind all that wasn't George, but Dick Cheney's crazy ass, <clears throat> allegedly, sir, <laughs> uh, was the puppet master behind all that shit. Okay, so I don't need him calling Donald Trump. All these names is hilarious. Based on the testimony uh, for, for several members of Trump's administration, as well as Republican election officials and lawmakers in the state, Trump lost in 2020. The committee has made a case that he knowingly pushed false claims that election fraud cost him a victory. Dick Cheney concurred that with that assessment in the ad for his daughter. Okay, let me let's listen to uh, Dick Cheney talk. Okay. In our nation's never been an individual who was a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. He tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters had rejected him. He's a coward. A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters. He lost his election, and he lost big. I know it, he knows it, and deep down, I think most Republicans know it. Lynn and I are so proud of Liz for standing up for the truth, doing what's right, honoring her oath to the Constitution, and so many in our party are too scared to do so. Liz is fearless. She never backs down from her fight. 
life, there is nothing more important she will ever do than lead the effort to make sure Donald Trump is never again near the Oval Office. And she will succeed. I am Dick Cheney. I proudly voted for my daughter. I hope you will, too. Okay. Well, listen, remember when George W. came into office, there was a lot of controversy, too, when George and Dick came into office. Remember? Okay. Remember? Oh, oh, can we talk about stealing the election? Remember when Democrats were yelling that, remember uh, when Al Gore lost Florida and they were saying, oh, my God, it was a stolen election. Uh, The ballots are all crazy in Florida and all this stuff. Don't act like in America an election can't be stolen. If you were, we have a short-term fucking memory in America, but I got a long one. I'm a Scorpio, <laughs> right? So check this. So remember when George Bush came into office? It was horrible on his uh, inauguration day. They were throwing eggs. It was people outside protesting. Everything. It was rough in these in those Washington motherfucking streets. It was rougher than them climbing that fucking Capitol. And which I let me tell you something about that, okay? I am a person that believes that you should always be scared of the people. You don't want the people to revolt. I don't think it's impossible for elections to be thrown. Dick Cheney, how the fuck you get there? Okay, because some people think. That to Florida, Florida, you might not, y'all might not have really won Florida. Hmm. Okay. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, we forget that it was cra- it was mayhem on his inauguration day. People was going crazy. They had signs. They was losing their mind when George W. came into the White House. Dick Cheney with his neocon ass. People knew that was gonna be some shit too. Nobody was talking. He wasn't talking shit then. Okay, and after that, it, the reason why the neocons have lost the Republican Party is this motherfucker. I mean, it's Mr. Cheney. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Cheney, you the reason. It's not, it's not, you, the reason your party got hijacked by the Tea Party because y'all was so fucking ridiculous starting false-ass wars and bullshit that the war, they was tired after 9-11. They were so tired, they went out and voted in Barack. (laughs) How how soon we forget. (laughs) So it's hilarious to me, Dick Cheney, talking shit. I find that humorous. (laughs) Let me just say this, okay? They, the neoconservatives hate Donald Trump because Donald Trump has the Republican Party on lock. And these people, I don't even look at his, I don't even, neocons, I don't, neoconservatives, I don't even look at anymore his Democrats and Republicans. I look at everything as globalist, nationalist, because we are heading towards a world of globalism. And America, who over the years have had, has had a very nationalist standpoint, even though they've been very imperialistic in their outreach in the world, but America has always been about America first. But these people who have these ideas and themes of globalism, dudes like Donald Trump get in the way. When you ask people about, did you remember? Do you remember Donald Trump's speech to the UN a week or two before the election? People will be like, huh? 
Because that's why you can't listen to motherfuckers on Twitter, because most people don't remember shit. They'll look it up once you confront it, and they try to come up at you like they didn't know it. But when you when you, when you you look at it, one of the things he said is that he he, he said that he would never, what, what was it, let me see, Donald Trump when he spoke to the U.N. Let me see, look that up. See if we can look at that. Uh, uh, I think when he said, I hope this is the one, let me think. Okay, we still, he said we withdrew, uh, Okay, this is what he said. For decades, the same tired voices proposed the same failed solution, pursuing global ambitions at the expense of their own people. But only when you take care of your own citizens will you find a true basis for cooperation. As president, I have rejected the failed approaches of the past, and I am proudly putting America first. This was Donald Trump's last, one of his last speeches to the U.N., He says, I am proudly putting America first, just as you should be putting your countries first. That's okay. That's what you should be doing. I am supremely confident that next year when we gather in person, we will be in the midst of one of the greatest years in our history, frankly, hopefully in the history of the world. Now, the reason that Donald Trump was rejected all over the world, because the elites, and this is my personal opinion, want this world to be, uh, they want borders down. They want globalism. They want, they have certain, these are the same people who meet at Davos and be talking crazy as fuck, talking about, uh, we, you shall own nothing and be happy and all that shit, but they going to own everything, all kind of stuff, you know. It's so much deep shit going on. And people think when I said <clears throat> I'd rather see Donald Trump in there than anybody, I ain't got – see, what people get mixed up is people go in by personalities and whether you whether I like you or not. I don't care about none of that. What I care about is what's your agenda and how you going to keep this uh, bitch standing up that I live in. <clears throat> because if it falls down, we up in here. And black people in America, we ain't got nowhere to go. <laughs> We ain't got no dual citizenships and shit like that, not many of us. So, you know, we have to really, really make sure that the ship is standing. Even though America treat, has treated black people bad over the years and sometimes continue to do so, but we still got to make sure this shit is standing first. Donald Trump was a nationalist. Donald Trump is a dinosaur. And they didn't like that. Donald Trump was old school, talking about American citizens first. When it's, we put people in office who don't want the American citizens to be first. You got people who will put illegal immigrants first before they put you. I used to see that shit. People be uh, getting Medicaid. We couldn't, I mean, illegal people would get Medicaid before even uh, citizens. <clears throat> I used to work in the hospital. I see that kind of stuff all the time. It It has become, um, and this is the way you break down the walls. Donald Trump 
even if you don't like his personality, even if he has some racial elements, because all of them do, all of them, every last president of America does white supremacy bidding, including Barack Obama, okay? And who else come up? So Donald Trump, yes, but with a twist. He was a nationalist, and the last several presidents have been globalists. Notice that's why they're all friends. Their policies didn't very much differ. Dick, uh, Dick Cheney and uh, 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 Bill Clinton and Al Gore, from George Bush to Dick Cheney, from Barack Obama to uh, Barack Obama to now uh, what you call him, uh, Biden. The policies did not fucking much change between those people except for Trump. Because why they all hang out together now? Because they all on the same globalist fucking agenda, new world order. Believe that shit, okay? And these, a lot of these corps and corporations and stuff, some of them are for the same shit too. They want a world audience. So listen, America, you citizens, you no longer the business. They don't give a fuck about you. And so when Donald Trump was up here saying in his last union speeches, hey, the problem is y'all not putting y'all citizens first. And every country should be putting their citizens first. That's old school talk. These globalists out here don't want that. And what has I always laughed, I said since Alexander the Great, since Nimrod, what is what has has people tried to do? They've tried to create a one world government. But the problem with one world governments is dictators come along. <laughs> You really don't want a one-world order because <laughs> they're prime and right for dictators to come through. You know, his, his, has, as disjointed as the world is, has not as peaceful as the world is, as we have our differences and stuff like that, that is a good thing. It keeps everybody moving in various directions, and it keeps everybody with their own train of thought and stuff like that. You have to be very careful when you try to create utopias because without a spiritual base, because what happens is you'll have some fool come along, and you know, like the Bible predicts, an antichrist coming who will rule one day with ten kings. That's not hard to believe in a world like this. That is believe that's looking at the at the walls of the world coming down, and as much as we would like harmony in the world, a, to me, in in some senses, differences in the world is a sort of strange harmony. That we're all different, and we all have different vibes and different cultures and different things. In a sense, that disjointedness, that disharmony, is harmony. I mean, what if we were all the same and moving the same and thinking the same? And That's a scary world. But if we could all find peace in our differences, that's powerful. Okay? So I even heard one time, I remember hearing one time that, you know, uh, that when you see Congress and people fighting among each other, that's a sign of a good government operating. And I was like, what? And they said, because they are arguing differences. If you saw no argument, it would be a little scary, <laughs> right? 
Now, it doesn't mean that we don't come together and unite behind certain things. Like, I do believe the American citizens should be first. Americans should be first. So I wasn't mad at Donald Trump saying that. He was the first president who said that in a long time, and that made it very dangerous for him. And I really wish a lot of the black agenda people would start to get understand that, not everybody, but a lot of, because some people do understand it, but will start to understand globalism <clears throat> and the New World Order and Divos and things like that, because it would give them a a, a, a sense of what is what's really going on underneath uh, how the world is moving and how uh, elites are moving and eugenists in the world. So... I just thought that was really interesting, Dick Cheney, who has been on, who has not been a very well-liked character uh, when he came along, started, helped to start one of the most horrible wars in the world, now comes along and tries to get on Donald Trump (laughs) for wanting to put the citizens first. And mad because he said, hey, the elections might have been thrown. Well, people that, yeah, people thought your shit was thrown too. Don't act like that's the first time that shit ain't happened in America. Crazy, okay? It's just that we have such a short attention span. It's really crazy. We forgot about that Al Gore election. Most people have forgot, or most people weren't born during that time. <clears throat> Not most people, but a lot of people weren't born during that time. They'd be talking on Twitter and shit, or they was four, or they was three or two. So they don't know what the fuck was going on. They don't know that people was out there acting crazy when George W. came to office, okay? People was pissed off. <laughs> it is what it is, okay? All right, you guys. So, Dick, I had to get Dick out the way. <laughs> we got to talk about Irv Gotti. Irv Gotti is hilarious to me, okay? So, Irv this week was on Drink Champs, and I haven't seen the whole interview. I've just seen the clip of him talking about Ashanti. And if you know uh, one of the stories out of the uh, Ashanti era <clears throat> and Murder, Inc. era was that, excuse me, I keep clearing my throat, but during that time was that Irv Gotti allegedly was going with Ashanti. Ashanti was his mistress, okay? So, uh, he talks about on Drink Champs the first time that he found out Ashanti was cheating on him. Now I don't know how she could be cheating on him, but she was a side piece and he was married. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard when you marry. Listen, it's kind of hard when you marry <laughs> and you call yourself having another relationship with somebody. It's kind of hard to tell them, I don't want you fucking with nobody. They're like, what? <laughs> It's crazy, but uh, let's listen to Irv talk, okay? Here we go. I was at home. Uh-huh. There wasn't no Twitter or Instagram back then. I was at home. Listen to this shit. This is God wanting me to find it. I was at home. NBA package. I like watching sports. Oh, my God. What's this commotion going on in the stadium? <clears throat> we just found out what the commotion is. Nelly has walked in with the shot. <laughs> <laughs> Here with that shit. Oh, I found out. How you found out? <laughs> <laughs> only, on, only on Drink Chat. We saw the documentary too. Yeah, yeah. How did you find out, sir? I was at home. Uh-huh. There wasn't no Twitter or Instagram back then.
going to get mad. He's still mad. He's still mad about that shit. <laughs> Shanti, wait, the thing is, you know, Herb, you know, here's the deal. You didn't make the decision soon enough about if he was going to go with Ashanti or whatever he was going to do. You got her up there. It's funny, like, the nerve of me, the nerve, the thing. I mean, I, I understand when you love somebody. You don't want to see them with somebody even, you know, even if you're, you know, <laughs> in a dual relationship. You don't want to see the other person with anybody. You, you, know, you, know, you know how you've been in relationships before with somebody, you get in a relationship, and then there may have been a person back in the day you in a relationship with, with you you in a new relationship, and you see them with somebody, and sometimes people still get hurt. It happens, right? Uh, but this time is he has a mistress, okay, and he's mad because the mistress is exercising her singleness, and she's going out with other people because she figured you at home with your fucking wife. So what the fuck do what am I supposed to be doing out in these streets? Uh, what you doing, sir? Are you leaving or what? <laughs> oh, it's so crazy! It's so nutty. I mean, and I don't deny. This is what is it's sad because it sounds like he really cared for her. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you got to understand, your side pieces are free to move and do as they choose, okay? This is crazy for him to be that upset <laughs> about the side <laughs> That is hilarious to me. I'm like, dude, really? <laughs> oh, Lord, Okay. Oh, Irv, 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 <laughs> too much. Okay, so when I get back, we're going to talk about Wendy Williams allegedly is married out in these streets. Now, a rep they said said today that she is not, but we're going to talk about that because, honey, Miss Wendy was not looking good when she told people she when she showed that ring, and so I am worried about Wendy Williams. Also. We're going to talk about Neo's wife, Crystal, who's out here talking about, I'm F-U-C-K, fucking niggas. She's, she's playing that song this week. Oh, no. Nah. Divorce is never, is never funny. But Crystal's free out of these streets, baby. She'd have cut her hair and everything. Neo's wife files for divorce. And get this, y'all. Get this tea, okay? The claims are he had a baby with another woman. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Oh, Lord, help us see. Oh, that she's out there. She, she, that's why she was up there. I'm F-U-C-K. <laughs> Crystal, Crystal wasn't playing, right? So we're going to talk about that. And we got to talk about your queen, y'all's queen, B, takes uh, Khalees' name and sample off of her song. <laughs> off her, her, off one song with 25 uh, uh, writers. Now I guess it has 24. <laughs> what kind of quit laughing? I'm quit laughing at y'all, Queen, okay? It's too much. It's too much. She's so nice in this Beyonce is hilarious. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. And let's see. Hold on. What else I want to talk to y'all about? Um. And we got to talk about, um, we've got to talk about, uh, let's see, let's see, uh, Diane Warren <laughs> being called out by the dream. Now, the dream said a very strange thing about sampling and black music. 
was confused. <laughs> but we'll talk about that and more, so much more in a moment. Oh, and before I go to break, I got to say this, okay? There is this girl group I had discovered this week on Twitter. I was watching, somebody on my Twitter thing tweeted these girls. Listen, y'all, before I go on break, I got to talk about these girls, okay? This is the best girl group. I have ever seen since In Vogue, baby. Because, you know, In Vogue is the standard, okay? These little girls right here, whoo, they are so far. This, you, it's like a male Jodeci. It's like three Fantasias in a group. <laughs> That's what it's like. And I was like, when I first heard it, I was like, no, this is fire. This is fire. This is what R&B needs. This is a real female group. Because, like, you know, ladies we've been getting shit, shit. No, this is a, when y'all start saying, no, no, let me, I ain't going to go there. But listen, the only thing I don't want these girls to do, Walmart sisters, listen, they are the Walmart sisters that you, you heard the name familiar, Bobby Walmart's nieces and Sam Cook's grandbabies. So you know they the shit, okay? Only thing I tell y'all babies, don't sign to you know who. Anything where you see. Beyonce or anybody Louis, because we're going to talk about how Louis, little Chloe they saying out here's album has been shelved, allegedly. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> but don't sign to nobody that's going to be shelving your album so they can get their shit off. Don't do that. Sign to something. Be very walk, walk to, But I got to let y'all hear them. I got to let y'all hear just a little bit of them. These girls are so phenomenal. I'm telling y'all, they follow them on YouTube. I've never, I was so impressed. I was just like, and I was listening to all this shit. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, it just kept getting better and better. Oh, they are dope. So I'm going to let y'all hear a little bit of them doing uh, So Anxious, uh, Genuine. Let me let y'all hear this, okay? Do I got it up? Hey. I gotta let y'all hear one more before I go to break. This is this. Oh my god.
okay, that is the one I wanted y'all to hear. Oh, my God, I, I got the wrong song. Okay, I like this song, too. But it was another one. Okay, I've got to find it because it's going to bother me. Okay, so i got to let y'all hear this song because, and then I'm going to go to break. But listen, these girls are dope. I, I'm serious. I mean, fire. And I, I, I hope somebody good signs them. I hope they don't get with somebody crazy, somebody that's, that's not going to do right by them. But I really hope these girls, not a rock nation, nothing like that. I hope they sign with somebody who's going to promote the shit out of them, and not be putting them to the back burner when, you know, certain people's records come, I digress, I hope they sign, that's my personal, <laughs> I hope they sign with somebody great, but here's this one I want you to hear, listen to this one. I just want y'all to hear that. This is the background. Oh, my God. Damn. Damn. That's all I want to say, the Womack sisters, okay? Go look them up. Follow them. They dope. That's all. That's all. That's all. <laughs> Better than your fave girl group. <laughs> we'll drag them through. We'll drag your fave girl group through the mud. And I use, and I like that group. But, listen, this I've never seen a girl. I'm telling you, they vocals is on point. Dope, okay? All right, so we going on break, and I'll be back in a moment, and we'll hit up all those news stories and everything, okay? Meanwhile, what are we going to listen to here? Let's listen to, uh, you know, Fall in Love, Estelle and John Legend. It's the CC Show. Be back in a moment.
DC Show. That was one of my favorites by John Legend and Estelle. Uh, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen are having another having another baby. Congratulations to them. You know, they, they had a hard time the last time they lost their baby. It was so sad. So good for them, okay? It's always good. Babies are a blessing, okay? So it's good for them. All right, so let's get to it, all right? Oh, my God. So much stuff going out in these streets. Wendy Williams, okay? Man, when cancers go dark, no, 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 y'all know what I'm talking about, cancers. It's sad. It's sad. And, you know, sometimes when cancers go dark, it's like a point of no return. You know, because they, Wendy, oh, God, it's just so sad to see her go this way. So sad. It's just, I man, I don't even know, you know. It's just just sad to see because, you know, no matter, you know, Wendy's been a trip over here, but nobody deserves this. I mean, to be, uh, it's just, you don't want to see Wendy go out like this. I mean, it's just, it's sad. So, um, let me see if I have, if I have the article up. Um, did you get the article with Wendy up? Oh, did I lose it? I mean, um, I thought I had the article up, you guys, but, you know, I'd be messing up out in these streets. <laughs> All right, it says, Wendy Williams, this is according to rhymeswithsnitch.com. It says, Wendy Williams telling friends she got married. It's saying, this week, Wendy Williams sparked engagement rumors after flashing a diamond ring in a video where fans were heard telling her congratulations. Apparently, Wendy is going around telling people she got married. Jason Lee from Hollywood Unlocked claims Wendy Williams called him recently and said she got married to a New York police officer named Henry. Jason also said Wendy told him that she ordered her bodyguards to keep everyone in her family away from her except her son. Wendy also told Jason she was coming to L.A. and promised him an interview, okay? Um, Listen, when you saw her in the car showing her ring, and she was talking. It's just like, God help. Like, it, it's clear that something is going on. And I see kind of, even though I hate the idea of banks kind of taking control of people's money, and stuff, but you see kind of what is happening here and why maybe they think she might be out of her mind or something like that. Even though I think grown people should, grown people should be able to do what they do, but it, even with money, but you see that there's clearly something going on. And if she got married in this state, my God. And so, y'all, you know, just pray for Wendy because, I mean, it just did not look good. Oh, my God. That's all I got to say on that note. Are we ready for talk about Neo? Neil's wife files for divorce and claims he had a baby with another woman. I done told y'all about these R&B Negroes. Oh, my God. They got so many women. (laughs) You know what, though? You know, I mean, you know, I understand. Listen, if you look, oh, God. Let me read the story first. This is according to HollywoodLife.com. It says, uh, just days after Neo reacted to cheating allegations from his wife, Crystal Renee, uh, 
31, Hollywood Life can confirm she filed for divorce on Monday, August the 1st. The couple who were married back in February of 2006 are reportedly on the outs, following Crystal's claim that the single 42 father a baby with another woman. Per TMZ, Crystal files a paper stating that the union is irretrievably broken with no hope for reconciliation. Additional details state they separated on July 26, 2022, with Crystal caring for their children, Isabella Rose, Roman Alexander, Raj Ford, and Schaefer Shamir uh, Jr. 6. Since they went their separate ways, the former uh, Crystal Smith is reportedly asking for primary physical custody with joint legal custody. She's also requesting both child support and alimony. The model first level cheating allegations against Neo via via since deleted Instagram post on July 30th. The singer responded via Twitter Twitter <laughs> the following day, July 31st, with his own statement, for the sake of our children and my family, I will work through our challenge behind closed doors, he wrote. <clears throat> Personal matters are not meant to be addressed and dissected in public forums. I simply ask that you respect me and my family's privacy at this time. Uh, listen, This is hard because, you know, in life, you know, I mean, if I was single and Lenny was single, you know, it may happen. <laughs> but would I be pissed if some model bitches was on the side? Yeah, hell yeah. He had babies with other bitches? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about it, Crystal. But I got to say, these R&B dudes it's a, and a rock stars and shit like that is hard. It's hard, even when you in love, even when you want to expect the best. You want to hope, because I, I know a lot of people saying she knew what the fuck was going on. She knew he was a player and all this stuff. Well, they were getting ready to get divorced earlier, but she probably didn't expect you to embarrass her with it. You know, the side baby. Damn. She had to do what she had to do, so I see why she's angry. And she's mad because he was just on radio talking shit. Now he's talking about, I don't want to dissect it for the public. No, Neo. Because he was on here talking about when y'all was getting back together and finding love and all that stuff. And now you done went and had a side baby on this. And one could argue that men who are rock stars, I'm not saying every last one of them, but a lot of them got too much coochie cat. Coochie everywhere. I said this. It's a lot of coochie. And then to not wrap up, to not protect you. See, I know why Crystal's mad. It's not just the baby. It's the mofo monkey poxes out here, super gonorrhea, HIV, AIDS, all kind of shit. You expose. Not only you, you expose me to probably rant several random bitches. This uh, uh, energy, but then you up here having unprotected sex with them. Damn, that's fucked up. That that's just fucked up. It ain't even like I said the other day. If it was one, it would be more. So if it's so, you like, damn, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, I, I, I love both y'all. Whatever, I would get that. But rant several, like all kind of women. It's just like at that point, it means you don't like her. And then when you have a side baby, it's just disrespectful. At that point, it's just like, damn. Remember Lala? 
like when Lala was on her birthday, she was at her birthday, and then they, I mean, and uh, uh, Carmelo was on the uh, boat with another chick on her birthday. I said, baby, it's over. That's like, that's just the ultimate disrespect. That means, allegedly, let me say allegedly, that means, even though there was pictures, but uh, allegedly, uh, that means he don't like he don't like you. I don't care what he say. For women, what I would say is when you get these type of men who are very popular, well-liked, expect headaches. Shit. It is what it is. <laughs> I remember I've dated some, you know, not no famous, but some guys who are pop, and I, I, it was always some shit. <laughs> I was like, ah. Oh. I think this one guy, you know, so many women like this ass. I was like, I'm just tired. It's just, what the fuck? I mean, every time it was some bullshit. <laughs> and, you know, he just couldn't admit he was a player. He just couldn't. He couldn't. It was, it, he was trying so hard to be something. He was trying to hold on, and he was, he was a hoe. I was like, you, you're a hoe. It's come to terms. You can't. You can't turn down kitty cats. <laughs> you can't. And I'm gonna set you free. <laughs> As Maxwell say, take your pretty wings and fly. <laughs> I'm gonna set your pretty wings ass out out of here. Shit. Just homing in these streets, okay? Sometimes with these R&B stars, remember what what's Tyrese's wife was on there talking about I was her? That's why I keep thinking Tyrese's ex-wife and her need to get together and do a video about I was her. <laughs> I would watch that shit. <laughs> remember Tyrese's, Tyrese's ex-wife talked about this. I mean, she, I mean she's kind of like, it's just... Well, I mean, it's hard because it's... And these, a lot of women make men like this feel like the prize. That's the problem, and I admire me, you know, women when they can realize like this motherfucker think he's such surprised that he can run around and do what the fuck he want to do. So I'm walking my ass out the door and find. Look at Shawnee. Can we can we talk sidebar? Shawnee O'Neal, okay? Shawnee went through a lot of shit with Shaq, and you know, some people say I don't know. It was rumors out here that Shawnee was with somebody when she met Shaq. I don't know shit. I don't know. It was rumors. I don't know if that's true or not. But whatever the case, they got together and they got married and had four kids. Listen, okay? She was tired of his ass running around here playing and stuff. Now look at Shaq. Shaq looked like he missed Shawnee. She, she done got married to a preacher again. She happy. She looks happy. Hopefully he works out. But she looks happy. <clears throat> and Shaq out here looking like, damn, I fucked up with my wife. Now it's another man out here with my Damn. Cause it, people get divorced and stuff for various reasons. You know what I'm saying? But this on this on this situation, it was because he kept fucking around, you know what I'm saying? I think allegedly. <laughs> and Shawnee had to get and she had to give it up. Because he thought he was a fucking prize. 
And one day the lights and everything will be off. So you got to decide, you know, what the fuck you want to do, okay, because the bitches won't always be around. You know, and so I just feel like dudes like Neo, you have to, it's a matter of self-control too. You know, like, it's like I understand there's a lot of coochie around, but you ain't got to accept every coochie. Like, I understand, especially when you first get into it. You know what I'm saying? You out here in these streets and you enjoying yourself, it's coochie everywhere. You know, and I get it that you, when you're young and you're trying to indulge, but when you get old and shit and you still up here fucking around a bunch of, and women, and like these women decide, hey, I'm going to decide to be with him. I'm going to decide to uh, uh, ditch whatever relationships I have and be loyal to him or or I'm going to decide to uh, say goodbye to all these other guys and be loyal to him. And you find out he he don't do a good fuck about you. He he got so many bitches. He like I'm, I mean I can't help it. I mean it's like my favorite story is the Keith Washington story. If you ever if you ever saw Keith Washington unsung and his first wife, his first, Keith Washington's fine, okay, but his first I think his first wife or his second wife, and you can tell because they're still good friends. But you just it, there's like a camaraderie, like a friendship, kind of like a love. I feel like that's for him, the one that got away. He didn't say that, but I kind of felt like that. But she was talking about how he was just out of control with the women at the height of his career. And she said how one day, you know, that when they were married, this girl knocks on the door, and she said she was so beautiful. She was like, shit, I would have said, <laughs> you know, she said, and then that's when she realized, like, the fuck, I'm not going to be able to maintain this. And she said he can't. He she said that's he can't. I remember he came to the door. Now she's his wife, and this is how fucking on uh on on some wild shit he thought he was on. She says to her, "Y'all gonna have to figure this out. I'm going to give you some of you something like that." And she said she realized at that point, now nah, it's time to let his ass go. He's doing too much out in these streets, okay? Because she realized, nah, bitch, you not the prize. I'm the prize. I know these bitches treating you like the prize, but I'm the prize. I'm here. And you could tell the way he looked at her and everything. To this, you could tell she. It seemed like she was the one who got away. But he fucked up his shit because he was fucking around with everybody. Okay, so dudes like Neo, sometimes girls in this world, you gotta ask yourself. I mean, I know the rock star thing look good, Whew. and they be fine. I mean, you know, some of them be fine. Not all of them, but some of them be like, whew. You know, like a Lenny Kravitz, even Maxwell, Maxwell fine. And you see all kinds, like, they be fine. But what do you want the drama? Do you want the, like, like it, I mean, I, now, if you tell me you're going to be loyal, then I believe you. <clears throat> now, when you start fucking around on me, I'm the type, I can't do that. I can't, I, I'm, especially when you're exposing me to shit. <clears throat> and I'm having to argue with bitches and fight bitches. Nope, that's out of my character. So I ain't, I, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I get it. I can get that things happen in relationships and people end up in different situations and all kind of stuff, but this is when there are so many random women with men. You know, it's hard to deal with men who have so many choices. And you have to really find a man who is mature and who's willing to say, hey, you are that choice and I'm good. 
but it's very, you, I mean, they few and far between out in that world of show business. I mean, you know, I even heard, I ain't going to even say, a rumor. <laughs> I mean, I'll I, I just say this. If Holly Berry <laughs> and Beyonce's ass are lesbian get, be getting cheated on in this world, shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, Jay-Z's a nervous Jay-Z's ass. Allegedly, back in the day, boy, Beyonce, remember Beyonce was on the last on the run tour. That bitch was singing every day. She was damn near that bitch ain't me when she can see that. I was like, damn, she really mean that. She said it. She mad as fuck to him <laughs> for whatever fucking around he did. Listen, Liberty, she was mad as fuck. I mean, the nerve of him too. You see how gorgeous she is, but he got it's 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 helpful out here making him think he did in Washington. <laughs> you run into. So you have to ask yourself, do you want them problems in your life? Or do you want something peaceful? <laughs> Even if you love it, you might love it. You might say, I'm in love with it. I love it. But peace. I want peace. Give me peace. <laughs> uh, like Crystal. Crystal was happy. Crystal was like, I'm F U C and that's a F U C K fuck nigga free. She was having her a good time playing that rap for us. <laughs> Crystal was over it. Crystal had that haircut. When I saw that haircut, I said, Bye bye, Neo <laughs> When a woman cuts her hair, that shit's a rap usually, okay? When she cuts her hair, you fucked up, okay? And this says, you know, she tired. You know who ain't had a side baby too? Man. Crystal said, I'm going down to the divorce court and I'm washing my hands and I'm going to tell the public. <laughs> a mess out these streets. A hot mess, okay? Oh, my goodness. What's next, y'all? What other story we got to talk about? Oh, that movie I wanted y'all to watch. <clears throat> about, remember when I talked about Beyonce dressing like the robot on the BET thing? And I said I forgot what it was, but I, I talked about how this robot was social engineering. But the name of the movie is Metropolis. It's from 1927, and you guys can go watch it. They have all kind of interpretations of it. I even put a link up of a, a movie review of Metropolis from YouTube. So you guys can look at that and kind of – and there's some people who use Beyonce also and talk about the dancer in the movie and all that stuff and how that works, I mean, with the, you know, the um, – the meaning behind it and everything, and why she may have kind of borrowed from that. So there are videos to that. So check that out, Metropolis, or you guys can go on the YouTube page and uh, look for that, okay? Uh, we should have a Diane Warren, <laughs> the dream. Now, this week, I don't know what the dream was talking about. I I, I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> When he he tried to get back with Diane Warren, and I actually think, um, uh, let me see, I actually think that, um, 
that she wasn't trying to be racial, but this is according to MSN.com. It says, Diane Warren called out Beyonce collaborator The Dream after asking how can there be 24 writers on a song. Uh, claims songwriter Diane Warren has been forced to apologize, which she shouldn't have, after she criticized for asking how can there be 24 writers on a song. And shit, I'm still the same. That means you didn't create shit. <laughs> how you going to have 24 writers? On a song that probably ain't three minutes. I, heard, I was listening tonight to Thug Crimes, and they was kind of saying the same shit. I, it's the craziest shit I've ever heard. I said, I was, I put on the post early today. I said, I said, think about that shit. Twenty four writers for one song. <laughs> this shit's hilarious. I said, no more. Even though it's such, it actually samples. But damn, how the fuck you sample the whole damn song? It's just crazy. But it says, though Warren didn't say which song she was referring to when she posed the question on Twitter accompanied by an eye roll emoji, it was assumed to be in reference to Beyonce's Alien Superstar, a track on her new Renaissance album that has, you guessed it, 24 credited writers. Warren was quick to add that this isn't meant to say, I'm just curious. But Beyonce collaborator The Dream, one of seven people to receive production credit on the track, felt compelled to respond. Now listen to what he said. <clears throat> You mean, how does our black culture have so many writers? Well, it started because we couldn't afford things starting out. So we started sampling it, and it became an art form, a major part of the black culture, hip-hop in America. Had that era not happened, who knows? You good? Uh, no, I don't understand what he was talking about, because I was like, every it, it's, the history of black America is black America haven't had much. You think about the great writer, Great writers for Motown, uh, the Philadelphia sound back in the day. I mean, all kind of uh, producers and songwriters, and they didn't fucking sample. Sample was new from hip hop. I understand the hood kids trying to make little beats. Uh, well, sampling back in the 90s, 80s, 90s, and shit like that, it was kind of an art form. Okay, you know, to take a person's song and kind of loop it a little bit, that was, it was dope. Plus, rap was a different beast then. But now you motherfuckers have gone too far with sampling. And I love what Thought Crime said today about sampling. I thought they were on point. I mean, it's too much. It's bad for the culture now. You motherfuckers, if you sample 24 songs on one album, Diane Warren now. And bitch, it ain't got nothing to do with people being poor. Most black American uh, greatest, some of the greatest writers, uh, Smokey Robinson wasn't rich. He's one of the greatest uh, writers of the 20th century. Stevie Wonder's ass wasn't rich, bitch. What you talking about? <laughs> like it's our history, like black history. We couldn't afford it, so we just started sampling. What the fuck? No, hip-hop started sampling. I don't think it was because they really couldn't afford it. I think they were just rapping over beats and shit like that. Okay, so don't, what the fuck are you telling me? You can afford a drill machine, motherfucker, you can afford a lot. What the fuck? It's just some stupid shit. He tried to, and I don't think she was being racial. I think she was speaking from a creative artist's point of view. Like, how the fuck you motherfuckers get in a room and sample 24 motherfucking uh, uh, people for one ass song? I mean, come the fuck on. That's the most uncreative shit I've ever heard. <laughs> You motherfuckers sample 24. How long is Alien Superstar? Shit, I gotta look at this. I can't handle it. Let me look. What in the world? Let me, where is it at? Oh man, somebody show. I gotta find out how long. How? how since they done sampled 24 people. Let me see this. I can't take it. 
Let me see. How long is this damn song? 20 minutes? <laughs> Let me see this shit. How long is this song? This song is 3 minutes and 34 seconds. And these bitches sample 24 <laughs>
But I digress. Anyway, it says, but on Wednesday, August 3rd, after Khalees posted a series of snaps of her new outfit on Instagram with the message, Born in the Heat of the Summer, I am my own validation. To all my beautiful Augustans, good morning, followed by a series of self-care emojis. Things got heated again. While Beyonce removed the... Uh, moved the interpolation without any comment this week. The Beehive seemingly had a lot to say with Yonsei supporters diving into the comments on Khalees' post to tell the singer how they felt about the dust-up. At Khalees, now back to the ghetto you go. Now, see, see, see how, how stupid they are? Well, most of you motherfuckers are probably two steps from the fucking ghetto, okay? And all that shit that Beyonce is performing to, performing on her stuff, who the fuck you think she performing to? All that shit she talking them are hood girl sounds. Hood girl shit. What the fuck, okay? What the fuck y'all talking about back to the ghetto? Ghetto, some of the most creative shit ever done in the black community, in black America, was through the ghettos of America, okay? Shut the fuck up, you little ignorant. These beehivers are ignorant. Beyonce, you should be the first one out here telling them to shit they little ignorant asses up. They make her look so bad. Ugh. But it says, maybe not all you beehivers. I got some beehivers that listen to me that have intelligent arguments and stuff. You know, when they write, they ain't bad. It's not all of them. Okay? It says, uh, now keep the queen's, uh, queen's name now out your mouth. Okay, These are kids got to be 10. One heated response while another one person commented, you happy girl, now you irrelevant again. Okay? How is she irrelevant when she was born from her son? The unkind words led one commenter to suggest that Beyonce followers are depressed and sad, which drew a very pointed rejoinder from Kelly's. They are a joke. And when someone else called B's devoted fans straight crazy and said, I ain't never seen folks go so hard from someone they never met or know personally, Kelly's responded, it's got cult written all over it. That's why I said, y'all been quickly said, you won't break my son. <laughs> that shit sound like a chat to me. I'm with, I'm I'm with, with Kia. Kaya said the same shit this week. I'm like, this shit sound chitty. And people got mad at her. No, nah, Kaya, I'm with you on this. It's kind of scary. And I ain't hating on her. I'm just telling you, some people, we see things differently, okay? But that beehive is crazy. It's they crazy. And see, usually artists come in the energy. I mean, these a lot of these fan bases come in the energy of the artists. I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm, I'm really for real. No, 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 I'm really about to say some deep stuff for you. <laughs> I don't know if it's deep or not. But I'm going to talk about my fave for a second, okay? One of my faves was Luther Vandross, okay? When Luther was alive, there wasn't a time I wasn't at a Luther show, okay? I love me some Luther, okay? And there were, sometimes we see, I see the same people. I'm like, hey, you know what I'm saying? What's up? You know, we, and it was a down-home feel. You know, everybody was like the Luther fans. It was just country, you know, down home where everybody sees you know, in Kansas City when we, he come or in other cities. I mean, it felt good, okay, to be a Luther Vandross fan. fan because Luther always had a, such a good energy about him publicly, okay, publicly, you know, that we knew of. And he always was so gracious, gracious to his fan base and stuff like that. Uh, Beyonce, I'm going to get to this in a minute. No, let me go. Let me go. And I'm not trying to compare people or something to try to, because Luther said great things about Beyonce. I remember Luther said she was one of the nicest people he ever worked in the studio with or whatever. But that was years ago. Uh, and I believe she's a nice person. I'm not saying that. I just feel like her energy of her her organization is very bullying, and her moves through it. It's very like that. Like I said, that that character in Dreamgirls like it's very it's pushy, right? 
But um, also, um, and I've heard so many things I could tell y'all underground, but I won't even repeat them on here, that have been proof of that bullying, okay? But I digress. She might not even know it happened, but allegedly in these streets, okay? But when you, if you, Maxwell, if you go to a Maxwell concert, I'm a, I'm a, I love Maxwell now. I'm like a part of, you know, this Maxwell thing. I'm, I'm, I've always been crazy about Maxwell, though. This is, you know, I have this odd thing, because when I first saw Maxwell, I told y'all that years ago, it was just, I had this odd this energy about Maxwell. I can't explain it. It's such a weird energy. <laughs> I may have known him in another life or some shit or something like that. You know, you, you feel like, damn. Maybe you see somebody come out of the stage, you're like, fuck. What the fuck am I knowing him for? Like you know, like you see him. It's like I had that energy when I first, when I very first saw him. I was like, wow. And so I think that's some of the attachment. But I also noticed about his fan base. Maxwell has a like because he's so mysterious. So his fan base tends to be kind of like have an obsession obsessive quality with him because he has sexual energy, sensual and stuff like that. So I'm a Scorpio. I'm drawn to that kind of stuff. I get kind of obsessive. So I'm like, ooh, I really like you. I'm like, I'm gonna be tipping your concerts, <laughs> right? So I get it. So he kind of has that that ambiance. So his fan base kind of has that weird energy to them. <laughs> <laughs> like cult-like energy Because it's a little bit of what he is, right? You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm not surprised when he says stuff like Like he's, when he, he, you don't know Like you, you don't know a lot about him Because he has a fan base He's so mysterious His fans could be like Say for instance I think I used to hear when that when he was dating different people and stuff, like people would go on to their sites, girl sites, and be going off on them and stuff and be mad at him. But that's because he has that energy that provokes a little bit of fandom, right? So <clears throat> so some fans can have that. Now, in the case of Beyonce, there's this bullying, ugly energy with her fan base. But I believe that that's been with Beyonce for a long time. It's sort of like that that Dina energy from that Dream Girls. It's it's a it's kind of it's kind of weird. And then you have the people like me who like her, but we'll tell the truth on her, and we'll you know don't like the extremes of that whole energy of Beyonce. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like there's you know each each fan base. You can kind of tell a little bit, like when Michael Jackson. Let me let me just say this: I got to be a part of that whole Michael Jackson world. We did this weird series here on the Carlisle Chadwick Show, which people loved. I'm telling you, it was so many. It was it was it was the craziest series I've ever had. But the Michael Jackson fan base, I have never met a more beautiful fan base in my life. Let me just say that, okay? They still, I still have Michael Jackson people who listen to me and follow me and write me. I'm serious all around the world, okay? That that is one of the most beautiful, like it was like a little fairy tale. Why? Because Michael Jackson had that kind of energy, like he's kind of a fairy tale. <laughs> and the fans are all they're all they're very defensive, highly defensive of Michael. But all very, oh, my gosh, such sweet energy, such sweet spirits. When they love you, they love you. And you better not talk shit about Michael Jackson, okay? But they ain't like the beehive. 
because the beehive, Beyonce is an insecure queen. I've always said this, okay? That's her, her group, her, it's, it's like an insecure energy of I don't believe in myself, so I have to knock the other people out. Like, like we're going to talk about Chloe's album, Allegedly Out in These Streets, being on hold, but I digress. <laughs> but for now. <laughs> However, Michael Jackson didn't have that insecure energy. So Michael Jackson, his fan base knew they had the greatest entertainer of all time. So, you know, it, they just have such beautiful energy. They will defend Michael against all kind of, you know, even though Michael's long passed away, but they will defend uh, anybody coming at Michael Jackson about molest, child molestation, anything. They will defend him fiercely, but they're not mean, okay? Just a, one of the most Beautiful. I'm telling you, I've never. It was like a magic world. <laughs> it was. It was crazy. It was crazy. I'm so fucking serious. I can't. I've been wanting to talk for the longest. There's a girl, Shayna Mangata. Okay, I follow Shayna on my on my Facebook, and I've been wanting to find. We. I think I've said something to her a couple of times and everything. And I've been wanting Shayna on. I haven't had a chance to ever read her book. I know I'm getting ready to read Ola Ray's book. I follow Ola Ray follows me too, and we we follow each other. I love Ola Ray. Ola Ray. We've even talked about Ola being on the show and stuff like that. Ola's dope. Okay, so I can't wait to read her book. This Ola has such a life, so much more life stuff than than just the thriller thing. You know, she was one of the Playboy centerfold, so many things. So I cannot wait to get her book. But Shayna, I've been wanting to talk to, too. And Shayna, I mean, but she, I can't, I, she is the girl, you know, people thought was dating Michael Jackson for a long time. And listen, that world, the way they even surround her, I, I saw her on the, we're friends on Facebook. The way they come, it's there's such a beautiful energy. They even love on her. Not all of them. Some of them mad at her because, you know, because she was dating Michael. But for the most part, most of them show a lot of love. It is a very loving fan base, okay? So I've always wanted to have her on because I'm like, shit, I'm going to have Shayna on when I read, once I read that book. <laughs> I'm going to try to get my best to get her on. She's one of the people I've always wanted to talk to. And she does so many other stuff besides, you know, date Michael. People don't realize that about her. She's really had, a like, a dope career in Hollywood, like, doing um, – you know, doing things in acting and stuff like that. So she, she's a very interesting person. But I like to, her and Ola. They get so much love from that community, okay? So I, I'm telling you, it is, it's one of the greatest fan bases I've ever seen. That's why I can tell the difference between the Beehive and uh, Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson's people ain't got to try. They know what he is. Beehive are not sure. They're so insecure because the number, everything is kind of mysterious, <laughs> It's like it's a force. Michael Jackson to me wasn't a force. Wasn't forced. Oh, let me check. Where's my Ramada in key? Should I get my Ramada in key tonight? <laughs> but that's why that fan base is so beautiful. Cause they ain't gotta try. They ain't gotta uh, pop off with you with Michael. They know what Michael is. They ain't gotta pop off because they like. He's the king of a uh, uh, king of music. He's the king of pop. What what? Who gon' who gon' who gon' check us? <laughs> and so I love that's one of my most favorite fan bases. Even though Michael Jackson is one of my favorite singers of all time, he's not my favorite. You know, Luther is, and then Max. <laughs> I love Michael Jackson, I do. Uh, but you know, he's in my top five. 
But, you know, listen, I'm telling you, I've never seen a more loving, beautiful fan base, and I really believe that is the energy of Michael Jackson, and that's why that fan base is the way they are. And when you're in it, they they love on you, okay? They love on you. <laughs> it is what it is, all right? All right, so, uh, yeah, so I, Khalees getting attacked by them, I'm not surprised. But it says, uh, and she said, she said it's got coat written all over it, facts. Okay, uh, the insults included one from a commenter who called Kalisha a crybaby and wondered if she was happy now that I, uh, offending la-la-la bit was removed. Police responded, yes, I'm actu- I am actually, LOL, nobody cried. They <laughs> uh, said when Cameron misstated her age, they claimed she was 57 when, in fact, she turns 42 August 21st. Kalisha said, LOL, if I'm 57, then I look incredibly Incredible, and your dumbass should be more concerned with why I look so amazing instead of being such a miserable sheep. LOL, never want to hold her tongue. Kalisa also responded with kind words to fans who praised her. Um, she, she, but she, uh, she, she came with she, she didn't. The beehive don't make it. The beehive, no. Listen, girls like Kalisa, you can be on her page all day. That she got a lot of. She she got a stellium Leo, okay? She don't give a fuck what y'all talking about, okay? She feels herself. She don't, y'all, y'all, y'all know Leo's, they, they, that stuff bounce right off her ass. <laughs> okay, so, um, and, but it, it, it's interesting, though, that Khalees, Khalees was just like, you know, whatever. She's like, she's actually happy that the song is off. So, Beehive, y'all going all off, but Kalisha's actually happy about the shit. She's glad it's off. She's glad it's off, okay? Uh, are we ready to talk about Chloe? Where's Chloe's uh, album? <laughs> oh, my God. Do I have my key for the Ribata in? Chloe's album. Oh, man. Well, rumors, I'm going to tell you some tea I heard. This is just a rumor, allegedly. (laughs) I actually heard this from a YouTube show, actually. And I heard this tea also from somebody else, okay? But rumors are that apparently there was some sort of interview, this is rumors, with Chloe and where she talked about money. I'm just going to say that. She talked... (laughs) few weeks ago or whatever. So the rumor was certain people called her into the office and told her her album for now was being shelved, allegedly. Okay. Now, if that happened, let me just say this. Your album was not being shelved because you said something about money. <laughs> I think you know why if you see Renaissance out here in these streets. What would be my advice for Chloe at this time, okay, because your 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 mentor loves to drop albums. She drops albums on people's head. I mean, you know, she loves to do. It. Even Chloe released a little surprise out here. You thinking it's gonna be Chloe year? And boom, here's Renaissance, which I predicted. I predicted this several shows back. I talked about Chloe being a little Beyonce clone and prepping people really for Beyonce. I said, be careful, Chloe. Is she going to drop one on your head? And that's exactly what she did. Now, my advice for Chloe, I think the writing's on the wall. 
And then if you expect to be Beyonce 2.0, <laughs> the best thing to do is to find another. When you're at, yeah, that contract is up, baby. I'd be out of that record, that out from under her is faster than you can say a little. <laughs> fast, fast, fast. I'd be like Speedy Gonzalez out of here. Listen, I always tell female artists. Don't be in the room with another with a with a with a mentor that will drop an album on your head. Who sees you as competition? Don't sign under them. That's just my personal opinion. If I'm Chloe, I'm rethinking life. What is the name of Beyonce's thing? Album, record company because Chloe got I'm rethinking life under Beyonce's label. I'm rethinking me and my sister's time. I'm like, hmm, we've been semi-successful. But here I was in the midst of one of my biggest, I'm coming out, I've I got my stuff on, I got, I got a, I've got, been making the rounds up here, I've been on all the shows, and I'm, I released my one song, and boom, here she comes with the whole full <laughs> just rolled me out the room. So I would be wondering, do I want to stay under her energy like this? Because it's hard for me to compete with her when I'm under her. You know, if you were with another record company, they just keep they keep your promotion going. They wouldn't give a fuck about Beyonce just being fuck out there. They'd be like, fuck Beyonce. They keep going. But because you're under Beyonce, and we know Chloe's album is finished, okay? Because a lot of you is like, yeah, her album ain't finished. Uh-uh. No, no, no. There was an article. Let me put that. Where is that article at? Because I knew that was going to come. Chloe announces that her debut album is completed. Okay. Uh, and that was on the Great Juice, uh, net. She said, I don't control dates or anything, but just know I'm super proud of this project. It means absolutely everything to me. Okay. Uh, listen, and if any song that she's promoting right now, I'm, I would say stop. Because it's going to be very hard. At first I was like going forward, telling her, you know, I was believing for her to keep going, be out here promoting in the midst. But this is such a massive beast, this this Beyonce. Even the bad publicity is a massive beast for her. So what I would tell Chloe is, you know, don't try to compete with the shit. You know, and it's hard to compete when you're under a motherfucker. But if you was out there under another uh, another record company or something, I would say, hell yes, compete with her ass, okay? I wish Rihanna, you know, was well enough to drop an album on her ass because Rihanna's the only one that can do it right now. But she's kind of stuck because she got that, you know, she signed a Rock Nation management and Rock Nation. <laughs> I would ne- and I think how how Rihanna became a, such a success is accidental. <laughs> Probably had a lot to do with Def Jam, but I digress. I don't believe, I feel like when it's such a competitive energy over in that arena, it's hard for other female artists to move and breathe. Even some male artists, too, male rappers and stuff like that, but I digress. So what I say, my advice to Chloe would be to start record company hunting. I don't know how long that contract is, baby. Hope it ain't long. Hope y'all ain't signed some bullshit. 
But if you haven't, you know, break free. Set yourself free. And, you know, give that speech. Oh, my God, it's been such a joy being under my mentor. Me and my sister, we've had it, we've loved it, and blah, 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 blah. Go to another record company and whoop her ass. But you ain't going to be able to whoop her ass when you under her. She ain't going to let you either. <laughs> and I don't know if I would continue down the road of imita- imitating her. You do that good. But what I would do, the great thing about Chloe, here's the great thing about Chloe, what I really like about her. Chloe has this other side. She plays instruments. She writes. She's sort of like her. Like her with with a sexy vibe, okay? So if she shows more of that, see, that's what Beyonce was not able to do early in her career. You know, she was too busy shaking her booty and showing booty licious. And so now it's hard for people sometimes to take her seriously outside. That's why she's trying so hard with stuff like this, like the Renaissance and all that. She's trying to appear deep. You know, we talked about this on the show. She's trying so hard because she wants people to take her seriously. When she's talking about in that thing, she want to be short day. <laughs> but this is more like Donna Summers or something. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying. Okay, so Beehive hate me right now. Don't hate me, Beehive. I'm checking into the room out of here tonight, I promise. But, listen, has, I mean, this is, this for Chloe, Chloe is going to have to find something, something to solidify her different from her mentor. And not just showing yourself as a booty shaker, but show that you are a songwriter. Show that you play uh, instruments. You do all these things. Show all those beautiful sides of you, which is sides she was not able to play. That's why I used to say that Alicia Keys was the anti-Beyonce before the whole, you know, Swiss beat stuff happened, right? You know what I'm saying? But she lost that energy, right? And she did that song with Beyonce, which never got released. What was that song she did during the video? <laughs> that was stupid. She didn't have to do. Nothing. She shouldn't have done not one song. When you're anti Beyonce, you don't have to do a song with her. Like when people were people were thinking of her as a more serious artist at that time. It was just Alicia Keys at one time. It was just Alicia Keys and Beyonce. Now it's Rihanna and Beyonce. Okay, but but Alicia lost that status because she 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 because the whole Swiss Beats and Mashana thing. Then she also did a song, and it was you know that wasn't good. They never released a video. <laughs> and the reasons I heard were crazy. <laughs> but, listen, it is what it is, okay? All right, so when I come back, I'm going to take a break, but when I come back, we're going to wrap it up. If you are uh, on the line, I see some of you guys on the line tonight. Listen, I'm just recording the show. I'm so sorry, so I'm not taking any phone calls. I see y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I will be when I do the show like live on a Saturday or something like that. I'll try to take more phone calls uh, during that time. Tonight, I'm just kind of recording the show, okay? So please don't be mad at me if I don't get to you, okay? Um, let me see. Uh, when we come back, what is it we're gonna wrap up with? Uh, I'm trying to think, you guys. What's the other stories? Uh, we talked about Khalees. We're talking about Chris Brown's meet and greet and Prince's estate uh, this week. Everything got settled with Prince's estate. Uh, we're also going to talk about the monkey, the latest on monkeypox, and a little bit more, and then we're going to wrap up the show for tonight. Okay, guys, but meanwhile, I'm going to go on a quick break, and I'll be back in a moment. Let's listen to while I'm on a break. Uh, let's see. You know what? 
looking for love, Kevin Ross, okay? It's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment, all right? Call me, call me, call me, call me. Late in the night and I'm faded. You say that you're not gonna make it. That's two times in a row for you. Feels so curving, it's overdue. Lately you're testing my patience. Baby, I think you must be mistaken. I could find me somebody new, but they won't compare the truth. Girl, you got me, cocky, sloppy. You get underneath my skin, and it draws me to no end. Look it, I ain't worried, cause you're not me, it's a copy. But if you're searching for more, I tell you what you already know.
Everybody, I am back on the Carlotta Chatwood Show. I am Carlotta, if you're listening. Uh, listen, um, man, okay. Oh, would you let the last song you heard was off, not close the rest of mine. Yeah, that song is kind of growing on me. I don't know, maybe I'm hurting too much. I've been to too many concerts. <laughs> it's kind of growing on me. I don't know. I'm like, I, I'm like the last time he was in, when I saw him last week in Vegas, and I was sort of like, I was like, I kind of like, I was, I found myself kind of singing the song. I was like, uh-oh, wait a minute, I kind of like this song. <laughs> I don't mean to, because normally the song makes me laugh, but because of the words, you know, but I, I it's, it's kind of growing on me. I hate to say that. It's kind of, it's one of, it's like a slow grow on me. Maybe, you know, when you hear a song that you really don't like, but you hear it so much that it's, you start liking it. <laughs> I mean, I know Maxwell was my favorite, but shit, I really don't like I hate it all when I first heard it. I love the beat of it, but I didn't like the words. But now it's kind of going on. Um, so I wonder whenever we get night, is it going to be a slow grow on me? Like whenever night happens, which I, you know, like I don't expect night anytime soon. I mean, yesterday he tweeted night is coming. <laughs> I was like, really? Seriously? <laughs> What what are you doing here? Are you trolling? Do you just do you just like doing albums every ten years or eight years? Do you just like trolling your fans? You like fucking? I don't believe night is coming at all whatsoever. I, I'm over. I'm just like okay, just just go right on with the night tour and no night album, Maxwell. It's fine. We'll just keep coming to the show. <laughs> I don't I don't believe it's coming. I think we'll see night by year. 
2023. And I'm pushing it. 2023. I'm going to say June of 2023, night shows up. <laughs> night shows. Night's going to show up then. But other than that, I mean, we're just going to see moon symbols and people talking about nights coming. Nights coming. Nights coming. Nights coming. He's been saying night is coming since 2016. I mean, how long have you been doing this trilogy? The trilogy was the first one in 2009. Was it the first one, 2009? Then we got the next one in 2016, 2016, because I remember it was a big rollout. I remember SSS. I think it was 2016. Then now we're waiting for the third and final. And I kind of really want him to do night. I really, I, I, I got to keep talking about this because it's sort of like I'm trying to force night out. But I really want him to get rid of night so that he can move on past the trilogy. But it's like it's like he's holding on tonight. Like it feels it feels like at this point he's like you know he's fucking with us about night. It's like he's night night maybe it's gonna show up maybe. Not. It's like what's it? Okay, how many years have been sixty? So it's actually been six years. So two thousand twenty three would probably be an average Maxwell album release. So me thinking two thousand twenty three. June or July, right around SSS rollout, because especially because Beyonce's released this fucking renaissance, okay? It's every, everywhere. Okay, I, I'm going to give Maxwell 2023, June, July, like somewhere around in there. He's going to release Mike. I, that's, what I, that's my guess. That's what I, if I was a betting person, I bet Maxwell, July 2023, he'll be at SSS or something like that, or something. You know, like he did the last time. That's what I'm <laughs> And he just keeps telling us, like, he'll keep rolling out this night tour with no night song. Maybe he'll release another song. We'll get to hear another song from night, like, other than off. Here's the thing. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to quit it my night talk. But here's what I suspect. Remember Shane? I've talked about this on the show before. Remember Shane, National Shane? I felt like that was supposed to be a part of night. And I feel like the rollouts haven't been too good. Because, you know, normally when Maxwell releases songs, except for, I mean, like you said, it was a slow road to Embryo. But mostly when Maxwell, it's always automatically like a go, like a lake by the ocean, all that shit y'all like and everything. But the last album and this one, it seems like he's been having a little trouble. Like, you know, he's getting older, but with the rollout, like, it's like, it's not normally, like, it's not, like, he captures the audience. And I don't know if he's really trying to, but normally he captures it, like, Pretty Wings captured it right away. Lake by the Ocean kind of captured it right away, even though I feel like that was the wrong single to leave with. I think they should have led with 1990X and then Lake by the Ocean. And he would have got a couple of more hits off of that album. That's my personal opinion. I think it was just, sometimes, you know, how you lead off an album is everything. <clears throat> it is. It really is. Some, you know, sometimes people pick the wrong song to lead off. I feel like he's trying to find that, that song because, like, off is, off is caught on somewhere, but not probably the way, like, a, like normally his stuff is. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I think he's trying. He's, he's trying. <laughs> And so it's it's interesting. That's why I think that we're not going to get night until 2023. Seriously. Sorry, Maxwell fan. 
I'm sorry too. I'm sad myself, but it is what it is. <laughs> That's my belief. Okay. All right. So let's get into these last few stories, y'all, because it's time for me to go get child. I got too. I got too much. I got to be doing. Okay. We talked about Chloe and that album that you know her album is completed, but you know rumors are that it's been shelved allegedly. I, I mean, it should be shelved because there's nothing she can do. Even if they release it right now, Chloe is going to be you know. You know, she'd be lucky if she made it pet, if she made it to, you know. I don't know, though. Even though I believe the hype for Beyonce could end probably in a couple of months or so. It depends because what I think Beyonce is going to do is she's trying to prove that she can do an album without a picture book. Which she, she's, she's kind of did a picture book. But she's trying to really believe, show that she can do an album without dick. But she's going to have to, she's going to have to perform sooner or later, like make a video sooner or later, or else the hype is going to die down. So what I think is <clears throat> when the hype just gets ready to die down, then she'll release a video. <laughs> I bet the videos are already done. <laughs> she's just trying to hold out for people who are critical like me saying that she only, she can only, her albums have to be visual. And I still believe that. Okay, I believe this album goes well. Of course, the first weeks are going to be hyped because she's such a massive artist, but she's going to have to perform along with this this album because she is a visual artist. It is what it is. Uh, so, yeah, I would if I'm Chloe right now, I would not be trying to release anything, you know. But uh, let's talk about Chris Brown. Chris Brown defends all-out meet and greet after groping and bending fans over. Now, in the age of B2, if I was Chris, I'd be careful with the – sexual poses, but I got to give it to Chris Brown. He gives a hell of a meet and greet, okay? And you should for a thousand fucking dollars, okay? The meet and greet should be the shit, okay? <laughs> Y'all paid a thousand dollars to meet and greet Chris Brown. Shit, I expect me going out to dinner and, and, and getting on stage and uh, dancing. I mean, I expect everything. I expect the full thing for a thousand dollars. That's crazy as hell. But it says Chris Brown, and this is according to page6.com, it says Chris Brown is standing by his intimate meet and greet with fans after he received backlash from photos that have gone viral. The singer 33 shared a PSA via Instagram stories Monday addressing recent images circulating via social media of himself groping fans, bending them over, and doing prom poses. When artists do concerts, they all have something called a VIP pack. <clears throat> I haven't done meet and greets in over seven years. The Grammy winners post again. I have the coolest fans on the planet. I appreciate the fuck out of them. These are memories that will last them forever. Brown went on to this other lame-ass artist that won't make eye contact with people who made it possible to even have a career. Damn. Uh, uh, the dancer wrote, I only exist because these fans saw something in me I never thought was possible. So I'm going to go all out for my fans. Twitter uses express mixed films over Brown's poses with some praising fans for giving his supporters any pose they want. Uh, let me just say this about Chris Brown. Uh, but oh, let me read this part. The meeting greets come two months after Normandy was slammed for working with the songwriter on week. The 26 year old former Harmony member who danced. Oh, this is about him. Okay, listen, let me just say this. We all know Chris. We used to call him on the show Lil Ike when he did that stuff. We, uh, uh, he was acting a fool for a few years. He acted a complete, he was a doctor from Yana. Uh, but he was allegedly out here acting crazy with a lot of shit after that Rihanna incident. But Chris, to me, has calmed down. Um, you know, here's the deal. Uh, I still, I always have a little mixed feelings about Chris Brown because there, there was a time when I think that Chris should have rested. You know, like people didn't really care about him. 
instead of putting him right out here after he, you know, after that incident, Rihanna, I really thought he should have took a rest and did something else with his life and then came back to the business. I think he would have been much bigger than he is now. I know he's big now, but he would have been much bigger. I don't think the, 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 the bitterness in people's mouth would be there as much if he had given himself that break. But there was a lot of crazy things that went on with Chris Brown for a few years. But what I will say is this. Doing these type of meet and greets that he's doing, and I'm not talking about the sexual post, I'm just talking about being intimate with his fans in the age of COVID. So this is a guy who realized he almost lost everything and almost lost the fan base. I don't even see, because Chris Brown has been accused of some horrible stuff. I mean, colorism and all kinds of stuff. I don't know how many guys, people, girls be out here doing it, allegedly, if this stuff is true, some of the things. But, <clears throat> but I, will, I do respect that he realizes and says, you know what? These people spend hard-earned money to come see me. I'm going to make sure they get their fucking money's worth. I'm going to be taking, I'm going to hug up on them. I'm going to do all kinds of This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And he realizes in the age of inflation out in these streets, that $1,000 is hard to come by. So shout-out to Chris Brown for doing, I mean, going above and beyond. Now, let me just say this, okay? Maxwell used to do that a little bit. He didn't do no sexual stuff, but I mean, I've seen great meet and greet pictures with Maxwell before COVID. Before COVID, he used to, because he always, Maxwell was the first artist that I saw post, post his meet and greets, like of his, his fans meet and greets. And he still kind of does it on his page. I thought that was dope. I'm not just saying that because he's my favorite, but I'm just saying that he really did do that. Now, this recent meet and greet Maxwell been having because of COVID, which is glass, that shit's fucked up. <laughs> I ain't, I don't care how much money I spend. If I got to see you behind the glass, damn that. Because <laughs> a lot of people was doing the meet and It's not just Maxwell. I heard it's been a lot of artists doing meet and greet. I think I even heard Bobby Brown and some other people do it. Uh, Anthony Hamilton, some other people doing meet and greets with a divider. Oh, hell no. Nah. nah, if you just can't meet and greet your fans, you know, like Chris Brown. Chris Brown is showing y'all the fuck up. Now, he should be for $1,000 because Listen, Chris Brown's meet and greets is a little bit more expensive than I think Maxwell's average meet and greets, sometimes four or five hundred or something like that. Now, see, I haven't done a meet and greet in Maxwell. I don't like meet and greets, but I've been thinking about it. But I would definitely not do one if there was a divider there. I think, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. But for the most part right now, I don't like the idea of a divider and me taking a picture with you and then it looks, <laughs> and it looks like we're standing next to each other with there's actually a little... <laughs> Glass or a little piece of that shit's fucked up. I don't care. You, I, you know, if you gonna beat your fans, do what Chris do. Chris, Chris is doing it. I gotta give it to him. He's giving them the experience of a lifetime. You ain't gotta beat nobody over, but to hug up on your fans, love them, and they say that Chris spends four to five minutes with every fan. How dope is that? I mean, I know he got a lot of reputation to make up, but you know, I gotta give it to him. That you know, he ain't gotta do that shit really. So, you know, shout out to him. I mean, I think that is just, you know, for him to come from where he's been and to understand, hey, I need to make up to this base, and this base is low with me. So I think I need to be kind and do and understand these people spend a lot of money to come and see me and then to add on a meet and greet too. That's dope, okay? And I appreciate uh, uh, artists who appreciates the fuck out of his fan base. 
I love that. That's some real shit. You know what I'm saying? Because fans, you know, when they love you, they'll, they'll travel for you like my ass. You know, I travel for my, I, my fans. People, people be laughing. I, how many times have you seen Maxwell in the last four months? A lot. <laughs> okay, so it's, when, you have a, when you have that fan base, you have to appreciate them. That, I mean, they don't get no better than that. So I shout out to Chris Brown for doing what he what he's been doing with his fans. I, I think that's pretty dope. Um, next here, what is that story? Uh, Prince. Okay. I've had a hard time with believing that Prince died without a will. Then I realized Prince is a Gemini with a Scorpio ascendant. Then I said, oh, Scorpio, he probably this I see Prince doing some shit like this. Like one day in his Geminian mind, and Scorpio, D, uh, 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 D, uh, what is the word? Uh, Scorpio kind of underworldly vibes. <laughs> Him sitting there talking about, I'm just gonna not leave it. I'm real, and when I when I die, they can all fight over it. I don't give a like. I don't give a fuck. I see Chris being that and, and and being in the spirit world, just laughing at shit. <laughs> oh, Prince is such the vault. I feel like that vault is so mysterious because Prince is an artist. Remember, they said Prince will record you coming into his house. So I'm like, how much shit did Prince have in that vault? Like, did he record people like in the house talking and shit? <laughs> did he record the parties he used to have back in the 80s? Oh, I heard about that shit. Okay. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Okay, so it just makes me wonder what I was in that vault. Because <laughs> they said he recorded everything in his house, okay? So this is an article from MSN.com. They're saying six-year fight over Prince's estate comes to an end after money split down the middle. The six-year-long court battle regarding Prince's estate finally came to a close, leaving two parties split roughly $6 million in cash and more regarding the late musicians, $156 million estate. On Monday, the Minnesota First Judicial District issued an order that splits the cash and Prince's estate evenly between two legal entities, Prince Legacy LLC and Prince OAT Oath Holdings LLC, according to a copy of the order obtained by People. Now, one thing, I don't know who was in charge of his estate after he died, but listen, there was two things that stood out to me when Prince died. They had them damn boxes ready. Remember the fans the next morning, they had their boxes and gift boxes ready and shit. Like, they had over 200 gift boxes to give out to fans. Like, it was only a few hours after he died. That was weird. Second thing is, no, it was a couple of weird things. I'm going to say three. Because remember Prince, I was hearing shit about Prince. I was hearing shit about Prince being real sick, like, up four weeks before. I heard some wild shit. I ain't going to tell y'all what I heard because I feel like I shouldn't speak on it. But listen, I was hearing Prince was acting strange. People were thinking Prince was something really wrong. And remember, this was before he had that party at Paisley Park where he kind of was like saying goodbye and shit. But people was already talking shit before then, okay? People were saying some wild shit saying, this ain't something ain't right. So it's always, to me, a mystery about Prince and what really happened to Prince. Because, you know, and dying in the elevator was just weird, you know, shit. It was just weird. It was weird shit. I got my theories about Prince, but I'm going to save them. I'm going to save them. In time, maybe one day I'll tell them. I may have said a couple of them on this show, but I don't know. 
This is interesting. But another thing that stood out to me about Prince was that if soon as Prince wasn't in the ground, like Prince wasn't in the ground for four months, they opened, they had opened the fuck up a phase Park. They like, we getting ready to sell tickets for this bitch. <laughs> I mean, I was like, they didn't even sell, they didn't even sell tickets. Like, the, I never understood why the Michael Jackson estate didn't try to damn this. I would have kept the, I would have kept Neverland. My, let me tell you something. But, I don't care how much Michael Jackson didn't like me. I know the Michael Jackson fans are going to get upset with me about this one. But I don't care how much he didn't like Neverland, okay? My ass would have propped Michael Jackson up in Neverland. I would have buried his ass in Neverland, and I would have had tours going right now. <laughs> you know, he those tours would have been out of control, okay? Let a, I still don't understand. Prince's people, they was ready. They was like, we, Prince ain't been there since months. We got to open this shit up. We, we opening up Paisley Park. We selling tickets right now. Prince ain't even been in the ground that long. Tickets for sale. I mean, I thought that was crazy. I thought that was so wild. <laughs> just wild. But I can't wait for the Prince movie. That's what I'm waiting for, a Prince movie, because that's going to be kind of different too, okay? And especially to hear about all the Prince girls. Now, if you listen to my show a lot, you know, my one one of my regrets in life was that I was not a Prince girl. I wish I would have been. Yes. I'm like, what? I feel like I should have been a Prince girl at one time. I should have went to many. I should have been a Prince girl, like in the line of Vanity, Karma, Electra. <laughs> Who else was it? It was a lot of Apollonia, Sheila E. I should have been a Prince girl. There was so many Suzanne. It was like that. Is it? Vanity, which is my favorite of all. I love Vanity. I mean, I feel like I should be in the session. Mike, Mike, what's it? Mike, what was he married to? Mike, Mate? He's married to Mate? It's a lot. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I feel like we would have been classic. <laughs> but anyway, so Prince, I, it, it, it's just a strange story that he just did not keep a wheel. But it says uh, Prince OAT. Holdings LLC owned by the music publishing company Primary Wave consists of entrance one held, one held by Tika Nelson, which is his sister, Maury Baker, and Alfred Jackson, as well as she's owned by Primary Wave, according to the court documents. Prince's six half-siblings were named in his legal heirs after he died in 2016 with no living children or spouse or no will in accordance to Minnesota law, according to Billboard. Now, I would you know, the only sister you used to hear about consistently was Tika. So it's kind of fucked up that everybody else came. These half-siblings came out the everybody, everybody going to get a piece of it. It's kind of crazy. But it says, uh, Omar Bacon and Alfred Jackson sold their interest to primary wave in the years since, creating the half of Prince's estate now on, owned under Prince OAT Holding. Oh, my God. Why would you sell? I would have never. They couldn't have gotten me to sell. Do you know how much money they're going to make? Shit, sometimes you just got to be patient and wait for them coins to come in. My ass would have been so patient waiting for that princess thing. I would have told them, you can kiss my ass. You think I'm about to sell y'all this whole uh-uh. I'm I'm, but they sold they have, and that was I don't think that's part of y'all. That says, Prince, you remain with three siblings who did not sell their interest, now control the other half alongside their advisors, which is smart as fuck. They gon' they gon' the ones who sold, they gon' hate it, boy. They was patient. See, you don't sell. Don't 
content, especially if you want to to be a part of his family and maintain his legacy. And let me just say to you celebrities out here, if you ain't got no will right now, listen, leave your will, leave your money to somebody's shit. Don't be sitting up here with no will and shit. Something like Prince's crazy ass. <laughs> okay, so the court order also reads that the bank assigned by the court to administrate the state's affair while its future was litigated, Commerce Bank and Trust will retain $3 million in reserve funds to pay the costs and expenses associated with closing the estate, including tax returns, professional fees, and any other expenses needed. And see, you know what's messed up about this other side of the family? It would have been cool if you so waited and sold to your family. Like, so, so the family could completely control it. Man, I, I believe, I don't believe in, uh, 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 you know, these companies and stuff in trouble. It's a stack, but it's smart. I glad three siblings to sit, saw the, saw the bigger picture, okay? But it says, primary way told Billboard in a statement Monday that it was extremely pleased that the process of closing the Prince estate has now been finalized. Prince was an iconic superstar, and a transfer out of the court's jurisdiction puts in place professional skill management, primary ways that the statement obtained by Billboard. But we announced our acquisition of the additional expectancy interest in the state last year, bringing our ownership interest to 50%. Our goal was to protect and grow Prince's uh, incomparable legacy. With the distribution of the state's assets, we look forward to strong, productive working relationship. Um, Wow. Okay. Uh, and I pray, I hope that eventually the family gets, I just feel like, you know, that's like Michael Jackson's family. I hate that lawyers were left to be executors. You know, uh, I just sometimes, you know, I feel like you, if you got a family you love and care for you, you know, try to leave and find somebody in the family to leave. Don't just leave it to lawyers. You got payday asses all over the years and shit like that. Keep the money, you know, with people you love. Even if family, even if your family ain't your family, but family that you deem family. But just don't, damn, just don't leave your money and shit out here for these. That was stupid for them to sell that other hat. You know what? How much money they gonna make over the years? They sold fifty percent of their thing out quick. Dumb as fuck. I don't know. Oh my goodness. I would never. I'm just, uh. But you know what? What happens is a lot of these people be hurting and they ain't got the patience to wait it out. You know, they be needing the money right away. Oh my damn. They don't want to wait. They just they just don't want to wait it out. And, and, and when you you broke, I mean, it's easy for you suddenly to come along and tip you out of your, your inheritance. Okay? Um, I'm just going to talk about monkeypox. But listen, I've talked about it on the show a lot. They're talking about monkeypoxes now. They've declared the state of, I mean, the state of emergency in certain cities, and I think the United States is declared an emergency. Uh, I listen, y'all be careful out in these streets, okay? Because listen here, these monkeypox and stuff, these people ain't playing. They got all kind of shit coming down the pipe. I even talked about how polio and came back out here. This is crazy. It's an article. Y'all, y'all saying polio? Yes, it's an article right now that's out. It's been a couple of articles about people catching polio. Yeah, polio. I said polio. Yes, polio from the early earlier part of the 20th century. That polio. Apparently, that shit's bad. Okay. So listen, be wise and be careful in these streets. 
and these pharmaceutical come up streets. <laughs> Cause I don't know what the hell's going on. Okay, and if they they got an interesting article, and I'm not gonna read this tonight, but you guys can check it out. Uh, it's about uh, monkeypox primarily affects gay men. Why are we scared to say it? And this is from DailySignal.com, and they talk about how uh, it's been affecting gay men. But I let me tell you something. It's not that I'm not scared to say it. It's just that there is there is no such thing anymore as a gay man's disease, in my personal opinion, because you know why? Because y'all all, especially in this day and age, y'all all trisexuals. Y'all try no, 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 no. I don't even think sexual, but is sexuality even a thing in this in this day and age? Because I feel like y'all are all trisexuals. A lot of people in this world are trisexuals. Like, you, you don't meet too many people who ain't trisexual. So to me, that means there is no disease that just hits the gay community like HIV did years ago. Remember, HIV eventually spread uh, to other people. Now, even one of the number one carriers of the HIV virus are black women in America. So I just feel like to to mistake it as a gay male disease, you, you know, you'd be misinformed. But that's because sexuality is happening all over the place. I don't know if you can define uh, keep that sexuality in one group, even if it was hitting one group, there are some people who are bisexual and have sex with men and women. So it is just a very uh, scary thing. So I will tell the gay community and the straight community, everybody, let's stick in the gay community because it's really hitting guys hard right now to uh, protect yourself, be aware, and know what is happening out in these streets, okay, because it is crazy. Okay, these diseases that are coming down the pipe. So protect yourself and be careful, okay? All right, y'all. I told y'all I'm going to end the show early tonight. Listen, I have enjoyed talking with y'all. I hope y'all have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. Enjoy it. Man, I didn't kind of, you know, I kind of stayed on most of the time, okay? <laughs> but you guys. Have a wonderful week. Remember, you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page because I'm not going to come back on and say, you're listening to the archive show. I'm not going to come back on and say that. So I'm ending it right here. But, you guys, you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can also hit me up on Twitter at C Chatwood Show and Carlotta72. And also you can hit me up on my Instagram page, Carly's underscore Galaxy, okay? You guys, I hope, again, you have a wonderful week. I will see y'all. I don't know if I'm going to be I don't know if I'm gonna be on this week. It depends on what it's out there to talk about. If there ain't nothing to talk about, y'all might not hear from me for a couple of weeks. But feel free to enjoy the archives if I don't come back on, okay? There's plenty of shows, old shows that you can listen to and enjoy and laugh and hee-hee or whatever. Have a great time, okay? I'm out. Y'all have a good one. We're going to leave it tonight with, what are we going to leave out? Love Train, y'all. That's my song. That's Love Train Confunction, honey. No, no, no. Not, I like Bruno more than this, but Confunction is Love Train, okay? The original baby. That, that shit. That shit just hit, okay? It hit. It hit. <laughs> the CC show. I'm Carlotta. I see y'all. I'm out. Good night. <laughs>
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.